Hello. Hello. Jim Fulvis, how's it going? Good. Pretty good. I uh, just thought I'd drop in for your holiday special. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm not, um, I'm not really recording that for like another hour. Oh, uh, really? Oh. I mean, you're, you're a bit oh. early. Oh, crap. That's, fuck. That's right. Sorry. All right, I'll, I'll just stick around and wait. You know, better, better early than never, right? I actually think that's better late than never. Wait, what? what? The, oh. the saying, the saying. It's, it's better late than never. Oh, Early. oh right. That's it's fine. Um, uh, <coughs> uh, so um, <laughs> Saturnalia. Oh yes, yeah, Saturnalia. Right, it's right around yeah. the corner. Yeah. Um, you you know, you know, I've I've actually just been reading. Uh, and I I, I ran across a song written by our own Magister Nemo of the Church of Satan, uh, called a Saturnalia song. Yes, that's right. I, I love that. I, I first read that. I got a kick out of it. It's great. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, so I was wondering, I, would you be willing to sing it with me? Yeah, let's, let's give it a shot. I'll definitely try it. Oh, yeah, that's a spirit. Four, three, two, and... Crossbones rusting on an open fire Jack-o'-lanterns burning at your toes Salving chants being dirged by a choir And monks dressed up like escargos Everybody knows some whiskey and an open fire Helps to keep the season right Tiny tots with their mouths overflowed will find it hard to sleep tonight. They know that Satan's on his way. He's got lots of special toys to give away. And, and every, every baptized, baptized child is gonna, gonna try to see if witches, witches and warlocks are afraid, afraid to fly. And so I'm offering this simple phrase to kids from 1 to 92. Although it's been said many times, many ways, Hail Satan! Hail Satan! Hail Satan! It's always nice when friends drop in on you, right? Uh, you know, even when they're early, and I think everyone's run into this from time to time, where you you schedule some sort of gathering or some sort of event, and people show up a little bit early, and you're not quite ready for it yet, but you still have to put yourself uh, as the host out there for the guests and uh, do what you can. It was nice having Gyps Volvis drop in. My family went out uh, to visit the uh, in-laws. So I'm sitting here all alone, and God damn, you know these holidays when you're alone have got to be the fucking worst. I mean, I'm already a little let down because the world didn't end the other day. <laughs> My car got broken into. I don't know if I've mentioned that yet. And uh, fuck, you know, not being able to have the family here with me because I refuse. To go visit these in-laws. Um, not really for any good reason. I just... You gotta make a stance about something, right? Well, anyway, I'm gonna... I'm gonna do my best to present you with a quality show regardless. Fuck, who am I kidding? Look. My name's Adam Campbell. You're listening to Nine Cents Horrific Holiday Special. Yippee! Let's do this thing.
On the housetop, a track from Metal for the Yuletide Season Volume 2 by One Hell of a Christmas. It's actually, I think, available on iTunes, and you can find it on uh, YouTube, uh, and it's posted all over Facebook, so check it out. It's an amazing album. Welcome to Nine Cents Horrific Holiday Special. What makes it horrific? Because it's horrific, not horrific as in scary. Uh, horrific as in bad. And not really bad as in bad as in poor, but bad as in good, as in exciting. And exciting as in you should check this out and be listening to it. Of course, you wouldn't be hearing me talking about this if you weren't listening to it, but that's kind of beside the point, right? Look, I'd come here to you, to your ear lobes, the, the little drums inside your ears, and I'm like pounding away at them just like that last track every single week for the past two years. And it's been great, and I'm about to start my third year doing this bad boy. It's been amazing. I've met some really fantastic people, and I cannot wait to find out who I'm going to be meeting in the coming years. And all of this is wrapped around the idea of a satanic podcast. And so, you may be asking yourself, in a satanic podcast, why do you have a holiday special at all? Well, because it's the holidays. We live in a world that really celebrates this, and most of us were not born like born into Satanism. We were born in some other religion or no religion at all, and we found Satanism on our own terms, realizing that that's what we were. But that doesn't shake loose those shackles of, of culture that you come from. And certainly, if as a society, you celebrate collective holidays like this or like uh, um, Valentine's or whatever it is, there doesn't have to be a religious element attached to it. So, that is why I bring you a holiday special. Not for the holiday attachments that those religious nut jobs bring in, but for the fun that, and the indulgence that the holiday truly comes from. Now, I've already spoken to Saturnalia as a uh, Christmas origin story, and I did that a couple weeks ago um, uh, on the Church of Satan news feed and website, you'll find a lot of articles uh, by some very amazing people uh, speaking to the holidays and uh, giving their perspectives on it. So I'm not really going to go into that during this show. What I'm planning on doing during this show is really giving Tape you a, a broader taste of uh, those who... In December, well, hello, uh, nonsense <laughs> listening. Are you probably wondering why I'm whispering? As you can hear above me, Adam is currently recording a nonsense show. So I've actually just teleported in and I'm having a look around the boy's feet and I can see there's some Christmas presents for, I don't know who they're from, I'll have a look in a minute. Um, but he doesn't know that I'm here, I'm going to give him a little bit of a surprise. Uh, so sh we'll have a look. Let's have a look, see, let's see what he's got. How's he? Yeah, let's have a look. First one. Okay, let's have a look at the card. Let's look at the card. And the card it says, two. Adam, you're the greatest love. Adam. That's another one. There's another one. This one definitely feels like a shirt. Definitely feels like a shirt. Okay, okay. To Adam, wow, you're the man. Love, Adam. Okay. Gotta be some more. There's gotta be someone here for me and Dave. There's gotta be. There's gotta be someone for him and Dave. 
to Adam. Love your guns. Love Adam. Uh, definitely a, a pattern forming here. Uh, okay, where are we next? I'm just trying to figure out why all the presents are for himself. It's quite bizarre. To Adam, you never cease to amaze me. Love Adam. Uh, okay, this looks like it's. It definitely looks like some headphones. This one does. Okay, well, this, this one's a bit of a weird shape. Um, it's a tubular. Uh, feels. Uh, this one feels very weird. It's um. Feels, feels like a. A very rubbery microphone. Um, uh, okay, rubbery uh, microphone. How would you say? To Adam for those special moments. Oh bugger! I dropped it. Oh, what's it doing? Oh, I know exactly what this is. Dirty boy. Right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I've got Andy on the other end of the transporter, ready to send me back. But before I go. Everybody, whatever you're doing, have a great holiday. Adam, thank you very much for a very quick invite into the show. I don't, I don't want to hang around. <laughs> um, I'll turn it off. I'll turn it off. Oh, there you go. I'm going to play you a very quick track, though. It's um, an alternative Christmas song by a band called Rumen called Christmas is Awesome. Uh, do check out the video on YouTube. Adam, thank you very much for inviting me on. Um, Dirty, dirty boy. And to everybody else out there, hell Satan. is the um, returning Deep Six radio host, Matt Ingram. At some point, he was supposed to stop by. Um, he's actually a little bit late by my watch, but um, I'm going to be looking... What the fuck is it? What? Who's been getting into my presents? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, um, <laughs> this is rather embarrassing. I'm... <laughs> hoping he didn't stop by already when I was talking about what was going to be going on in the show. Um, perhaps per perhaps instead of um, talking about this, I, I did receive um, a message while I was talking just a moment ago from uh, Dave Ingram from Metal Breakfast Radio. I couldn't pick up while um, I was doing this, but he did leave the message, so let me play that and we'll see what he has to say while I wrap that and um try to give give Matt a call and see what hijinks are happening here. Twas the night before Christmas 
where Totter's Lane Yard is. A materialization. Of course, twas the TARDIS. The occupant opens the doors with some care, in hope that the Daleks would not be out there. When out in the yard there arose such a clatter, as loud as collisions with dark antimatter, and soon rose a cry from the dark filled with hate, a most recognizable exterminate. Gliding along over new fallen snow, a squadron of Daleks with eye stalks aglow. This is not a problem, as I've just the tonic, the doctor then said, and pulled out his sonic. With a blast that came short so lively and quick, and a sly little grin that mimicked old Nick, he taunted his foe that Christmas was saved. Then he whistled and shouted and called them bad names. Hey, bye, bye, gum. Try to cause mischief, for that I will punish. You motorized dustbins, now pick up the rubbish. I'll watch to be sure while I stand in the warm. Remember that I am the oncoming storm. Soon they were finished, their egress then mustered. The doctor retired for fish fingers and custard. Perfect, I love fish custard. He's old and yet young and as sly as a fox. Sometimes he's just a madman with a box. I am definitely a madman with a box. A click of his fingers to open the door. All of time and space and so much more. Last of his kind and double of heart. I hear him ask, where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? Come travel with me. It's tempting, so maybe. It's settled, and now... Would you like a jelly, baby? Is there danger, I ask? Of course, and it's fun. Hello. I'm the doctor. Basically, run. Then he springs to the console with sudden notion and sets his dear TARDIS off into motion. Hear him cry as to vortex we go. Happy Christmas to all and Geronimo. I do hope you have enjoyed this seasonal fun from me, David Ingram. Join me on Lambert's Basement and Metal Breakfast Radio, also available on RadioFreeSatan.com. Happy Holidays. Hail Satan. Wait a minute. Can you hear sleigh bells? Is that Santa? No. Of course it isn't. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Thank you very much, Dave. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, I do have a couple things that I wanted to talk about. Uh, there's actually a few articles that I wanted to go over. If I have time, I'll go over everything I wanted to, but I do have a lot of people dropping by, and so I wanted to make sure that that uh, everyone who wanted to be a part of this holiday special had the opportunity, and I'm very, very pleased and excited with everyone that has uh, taken time out to join me because I mean let's be honest my family gone I'm all alone it's either me in this Christmas package or you know, the, the guests calling in the show and you so actually maybe I could do it all together all at once you wouldn't know you can't see what I'm doing maybe not alright how about I give you an article this is actually the physics of Santa's Christmas night journey and this is the bostonglobe.com by Yvonne Abraham um, funny, because that sounds Jewish to me, and he's talking about Christmas. Is that is she supposed to be doing? 
Like many of you, I lie awake this time of year fretting about how Santa pulls it off. Even allowing for different time zones, how can he possibly make it around the globe in one night? Shimmying down gazillions of chimneys, dropping off gifts, scarfing what must be literally tons of cookies? Shouldn't his sleigh be unliftable? Wouldn't he have to travel at impossible speeds? Will he make it to my place? Who can answer these questions? Germano S. Iannacion. In addition to having a name that demands its own paragraph, Ayana Chion heads the physics department at Worcester Polytechnic Institute. Nutting out the physics of Christmas is what guys like him do for kicks. Slightly sidekicks, it turns out. I went to see uh, Ayana Chion last week, and he ran some of the numbers for me. Now, if you're listening to this column with your kids, or you're a bit squeamish, you may want to skip to a little later in the story, because things are about to get gory. Before we do any analysis, we have to set the stage, said the professor, a lean, neatly attired, soft-spoken man who evokes a kindly father from a 50s sitcom. Earth is home to two billion kids under 15. If you figure three kids per household, you're looking at 600 million homes. Taking out most of the non-Christian kids leaves you with about 240 million households. Assuming these kids slumber between 11 p.m. and 4 a.m., who can sleep on Christmas Eve, Santa travels east to west, has a total of 31 hours crossing time zones to hit all of them. That gives him .00046 seconds per stop. How much does he have to schlep? Here, Ayana Chion gets grinchy, basing his calculations on the assumption that there will only be one nice child in each household, and that that child will get but one gift, weighing one kilogram. On that thoroughly un-American basis, the sleigh weighs 100 million kilos, give or take. To get the job done, Santa would have to reach speeds of 2,800 kilometers per second, about a tenth of the speed of light. He'd be subject to incredible gravitational forces, pulling a billion Gs, fighter pilots pull only 3 to 4 Gs, and they need special suits to stop the blood draining from their heads. So what would a billion Gs do to poor Santa's body? It would puree it, Ian Ajun said sweetly. That's not even the worst of it. The physics calculated the amount of energy Santa would require to drive his sled to just a single stop, and it turns out to be the same as that produced by a small star. This is bad news, because if you combine the sleigh's mass with that much energy in one spot, you'll get what cosmological types like to call a singularity. Which is to say, that if Santa really works the way Ianachona figures he must, his first stop would create a black hole that would destroy the planet, and boom, Christmas is ruined. But wait a minute, he says. We're still here, and presents are still appearing, so we have to question our analysis. Maybe we're just using the wrong kind of physics, he offers. Instead of thinking in massive terms, why not go smaller? Quantum physics small. Richard Feynman said, If you think you know quantum mechanics, you don't know quantum mechanics. To which I would add, if you don't think you know quantum mechanics, you definitely don't. I don't. If I think about it too hard, it makes me woozy. Iana Chion says that's natural. He calls quantum physics a neverland. When you're outside the intuitive arena, you have to trust the math, he said. To put it way too simply, scientists have discovered that all matter can behave like a particle or a wave. Waves can be in a bunch of places at once. Experiments have shown that particles can quantum tunnel or teleport, like Doctor Who. Being in many places at once teleporting, if particles can do it, why can't his corpulence? St. Nick is depureed and back in business. Physics explains it all, as long as you have faith in the math. So, Santa is real, kiddies. All you have to do is believe. And that's the article. I, <laughs> I really love stuff like this, because it's taking what is a, for many children in this world, magical notion. Something that makes this time of year so incredibly special. And it, it will feed them in their adult lives if they decide to um, identify with uh, lesser and greater magic. 
well, specifically greater magic, actually. These notions that there is this magic in the world. And in this particular case, they're using quantum mechanics to explain it. And, and not really explain it, but to justify the possibility of magic. And this is a concept that a lot of greater magic practitioners really latch on to. You don't have to explain it. You don't have to uh, break it down and identify it. But the idea that because we don't understand the, the, the science behind uh, greater magic does not equate greater magic is not possible or useless or, or, or just a waste of time. Now, there's a sliding scale here because there's um, obviously a lot of parallels with a lot of other ideas that you could use that same exact argument for. But we're going to keep it simple here for this show. And if you haven't listened to the Greater Magic episodes um, for the past two Halloweens, I've produced them. I have some amazing guests in each, and we talk about uh, Greater Magic in full detail. So I would uh, encourage you to look through the RSS feeds on the website and you know, listen to those episodes because they're absolutely worth it. But just as far as this article goes, I, you know, it's just one of those things that I love. My, my son is at the age where he is questioning and, and actually he's pretty sure that, you know, none of it's real. I was sitting down having some breakfast with him and he, he sort of stopped for a second and looked at me and said, dad, why do we make up all of these fairy tale creatures? And I stopped because I don't know what he's getting at. You know, he may, that may actually be a genuine question from, you know, a, a magical creature standpoint. So I don't want to just automatically blow the lid. And I tell him that through the ages, mankind has um, experienced a lot of uh, mystical and magical creatures. You know, trying to, I'm, I'm tiptoeing around it, trying to, you know, get him to a place where he doesn't question who sets up his damn stocking on Christmas Eve for him. Um, I, I mean, like I mentioned this last year in this episode too, I would rather, I would rather be caught having sex than being caught putting up the, uh, <laughs> putting up the presents. And that's probably a horrible thing to say, but one is, you know, them walking in in a very embarrassing moment, but they know that that's stuff that happens. I mean, that's, you know, that's normal stuff. But to destroy the magic that you experienced seconds before on a holiday, that's something I'd, I would rather his, you know, him come about it on his own terms without me involved in it. That's just how I roll, personally. So um, basically what I'm saying is we're going to be having sex in front of the stockings <laughs> this Christmas Eve. Not really. Um, okay, so it's that magical moment that he is really starting to realize this is all bullshit. <laughs> this is all bullshit. Um, it's not bullshit. And I like to look at it the way um, I was told when I was a young man. Um, I, I talked to my mom and I was like, look, I know this isn't real. Why are we going through these motions? Why do we do this every year? Why don't you just give us presents like it's our birthday or something rather than this whole production? And she said, Santa may not be physically real, but there is something real about the emotions that are generated when you talk about him, when you think about him. And that is Santa Claus. And so that idea has always stuck with me. And that's something that I'm going to be carrying through to my kids. It's not a matter of whether uh, this magical, jolly old elf is giving you presents. It has no connection to anything religious, so that's easily cut off the end. But it doesn't matter that there's not this magical creature doing it. What matters is that during this time, those that you have chosen to love in your life, you get to pull in a little bit closer. If you want to create something with your own two hands and share with them and say, here, I made this for you. That is a magical thing in and of itself. And so you sort of don that, that red robe of Santa in that moment. And you become that magical creature giving a gift that you created with your own hands. 
And I think that's what's important. And that's what's missing from a lot of families in this holiday season is it's, it's always about commercial and what's the newest, greatest thing. And, and, um, it has nothing to do with you expressing yourself through the production or creation of something and having that intimate moment of giving it to someone that you have chosen to love in your life. That's powerful. Um, and that is the magic that I certainly attach to this holiday and that I'm going to, you know, at least as far as I'm influential to my children, attach with them during this holiday as well. Um, I always find it funny when people try to throw in some weird religious dogma because Christmas has never had any connection with Christmas. I mean, I'm sorry, with um, uh, anything religious. And it was always this this sort of uh, expression of the season or expression of indulgence. Uh, you know, the, I mean, you have to look at it. The reality is it wasn't until hundreds of years after this um, supposed prophet's death that he became a deity. You know, Jesus, like he was just a dude that got his ass killed. It didn't matter for hundreds of years, and now suddenly he's uh, the son of God, and now suddenly this is his birthday, and now suddenly it's all bullshit, and everyone knows it. So let's not even address it. Let's just cut it off the end, and let's focus on the real magic, um, and that's our connection to those we've chosen to love. All right, so that's going to do it for that article. Oh, well, hold on. Hello. Hi, Adam. Aaron. Oh, it is great to hear from you. I'm so glad you called me. This time of year, you always feel so alone. And it's nice to know that someone who, you know, shares a once a month, couple minute brief interaction with you is, is uh, you know, still oh, around on the holidays. Yeah. I didn't realize you were lonely. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> it, this, it's this time of year. It always gets me. So I uh, guess so, yeah. The blues. Yeah. yeah. So what's up? Well, you know, I was thinking, I was listening to some of the past episodes and, you know, the intro that we have and, you know, all the yeah. songs we play. I was thinking maybe it, things are getting a little stale. Like, stale? maybe we could take take it in a new direction, you know. New direction. Really? Because, I mean, I, I it sort seems of, like people like. Take what? it into the 21st century kind of thing. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, yeah. it's, it's sort of your segment. That would be awesome. What what, what yeah. do you have in mind? I mean. I've been listening to some new stuff. I'd just like to, you know, showcase more of the more of the modern stuff, don't you think? Modern. Oh, okay. Um so do you do you, do you have something well, I, for me to listen to? Or? Yeah, I actually ha uh, I made a new intro for us. So Oh, really? Without me. That's nice. Well, you know, I mean, I have some friends. It's yeah, no, it's <laughs> I don't mind. I know I don't have to be in every spot. I I mean, it's, it's <laughs> Well, your it's your show, show you know. No, yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's cool. I mean, let me uh <laughs> Well, let okay. me play I got the intro. Okay. I'll let you hear it. You okay. tell me what you think, okay? That sounds good. <laughs> Why are we in the city again? I said I wanted to sell my soul like Robert Johnson. Shouldn't we be in the country? Look, I, look I'm telling you, this, this is where you'll find him. He, he moved to the city after the 60s, and my grandma told me. And she would know. I mean, she sold her soul. Yeah, that's good. Doc, you listen here. Look, look here, see. My abduction. I haven't been able to get a job. Metal plate in my ass. You see, it goes off. See, the shocks all through me. Every hour. It's great for a clock. It hurts like a bitch. <laughs> uh, no. Sorry. Oh, what the fuck? Sure, kid. Sure. Nice guitar. Watch them skies, anyway. <laughs> they could be your ass next. <laughs> what the Oh, right. We need to get the fuck out of here. Where is here? We are here. Look, 6th Street and 66th Avenue. This is the crossroads. Ain't you too young for being out here all alone? Holy shit. Unholy. You can't be. You're the devil? But you're... Yes, I get it. I get it all the time. Have for years. Yes? I'm the devil, and I'm smoking. What do you want from me, anyway? Well, my grandma, she told Grace, us... yeah, I remember her. The old dame got the better end of the bargain, if you ask me. I want to learn this here guitar. Then take a goddamn lesson. I don't play that game anymore. What? I, I don't understand. Listen very carefully. Blues is dead. I found a new passion. You boys ever heard of dubstep?
idea that's that sounds great you like um, it yeah 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 i think it's great i think it's gonna fucking bring a lot of new listeners and um, stuff i think kids yeah, are gonna love it I, don't okay. you think um yeah no i think it's gonna be it's gonna be wonderful uh so anyway if i, if yeah. I can maybe not talk about that anymore if i was wondering if you know this time of year i always feel like christmas songs and carols and it's something i do on the show from time to time is you know just sort of talk about songs i was wondering if maybe you'd be willing to sing one with me and then we can just sort of rant and riff on it oh uh okay i have a terrible I mean, singing voice it's but it's really i mean it's no problem at all and really you know it's just kind of you and me here sitting here and no one's really listening and it's one of those things where you know if you're going to change the segment I mean, the least you could do is yeah i mean song, right? yeah you, you seem kind of lonely so it's maybe the least i could do yeah uh, yeah that's right i am very very, very <laughs> I really can't stay. Well, baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. Well, baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been, been hoping that you so drop in. Nice. I'll hold your hands. They're just like guys. Beautiful, what's your father? Listen to the fireplace the Beautiful, please don't <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you something really quick If I can just cut in here for a second uh, Scratch the record here for a second yes. um, Why the fuck are you trying to leave? Like, presumably she came to this dude's house Right? Like she, Right, yeah he just, Like they just got there And immediately she's trying to get the fuck out the door Why did well, she come I, over in the first I, I, place? How do you know she just got there? Maybe they've been there for hours. That's true. That's true. But, yeah. it, but. I mean, this is Dino here. If they've been there for <laughs> hours, they shouldn't be on the couch. Probably <laughs> <laughs> hasn't even taken her gloves off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but they're still there, like listening to the fireplace. She's trying to get out. He's like, no, let me get in. Let me let me work my magic. All right, so let's <laughs> if we can pick up maybe where we left off. Just a half a dream Put some records on while I pour Baby, it's bad out there Say what's in this dream No caps to be had out there Wait a minute Can we stop for a second and talk about this? What? Well, as a woman yeah. I'm a little uncomfortable with this scenario, actually What? There's no caps You can't, you know It's, it's just drink your drink What's the problem? What's in the drink, Adam? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Okay, I, in this scenario, I'm not <laughs> What's entirely in the drink? sure what he put in the drink. And it is weird because maybe he just, maybe it's Kilvasia and she's used to whiskey. You know? <laughs> maybe it's just a different flavor. She has a very refined palate and she doesn't taste. <laughs> it's like a little pill dissolving. <laughs> Yeah, the there's bottom. like a, exactly, it's that's like, what I'm picturing. What's in this drink? Don't worry, baby, there's <laughs> does, no calves. <laughs> why does it taste so bitter, and why do I feel funny? <laughs> why is the room spinning? Why are there two of you, three of you, four of you? <laughs> do you have brothers? <laughs> yeah, look, I'm not just, I'm not saying he needs to, but she was trying to leave, and maybe it's like, I, I don't know if people were listening to the last Down at the Crossroads earlier <laughs> this month, but... Maybe it's one of those things where if if she leaves, he's going to have to start drinking, and you know, death may. He's going to drink all the all the booze in the house. Yeah, he has so he, to. He's looking after his own addiction by making sure she doesn't leave. That's oh, that's, that's a really interesting perspective on the whole thing. <laughs> and it is sort of funny yeah. because you know this is. <laughs> We, you know, we we listen to this and everyone loves this as a holiday song and it's like wonderful. But what are we really talking about? And it, I think I think these two lines that what we just are read, we they're the clearest of all because it, she, how many more seconds from from where we left off does she become a prisoner? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
exactly. Like, is he like pulling out the handcuff, like the 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 binding? Put the lotion in the basket. <laughs> I don't think we're very far away from that. <laughs> I think he's in a well, Martin... like, and he's got a puppy. I uh, I could see weird. Dean Martin having put put the fucking dog in the basket. Um, I bet he's tucked it once or twice. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Uh, you know what? Anyway. Okay, it would actually ruin my whole. I I cannot think of Dino like that. <clears throat> I have to <laughs> shift a little bit. Okay, so let's uh, let's let's see if we well, can. Well, maybe if maybe if we do it, you know, go go on. Maybe he redeems himself. Maybe he apologizes for this it's weird. Possible. It, I mean, it is Dean Martin, so I don't know. But it, well, you know, let's see. Let's find out. I wish I knew how. Your eyes are like starlight now. Break this I'll take your hat. Your hair looks I swell. ought to say no, 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 Mind sir. if I'm moving closer. You wanna say that I try. What's the sense in hurting my I pride? I really can't stand. Baby, don't hold out. Wait a minute. <laughs> it's hold my... the phone. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, I think I get it now. <laughs> Help me out here, but I think I get what's going on here. At, at first, it was real date rapey, you know, Ooh. the whole... What do they call it? Roofies. He's got the whole roofie and the drink thing. Yeah. But but now I think I understand her more. I think I... <laughs> she just has a reputation to uphold. That's what she's worried about. She's just playing hard to get. <laughs> she wants to stay, right? Yeah, and but and I would actually buy that wholeheartedly if she didn't say, What's in this drink? Uh, like if true. there he wasn't did. that tell there. He did definitely roofie her. But yeah, she did at least try. So, and and this may actually be to what you're speaking to here is is her playing the role of the innocent, even though she really wants to indulge, and sure. and and get it on with Dino. However, it also might be her just rationalizing her in control, her her lack of control in this situation. Oh, that's a really good point. It's so nuanced. Who knew the song was so nuanced for a song about everyone's just like, I love you, babe. I love you, honey bunny. And really, it's like, I have to act like I like this because I'm about to get fucked. <laughs> like, well, aren't the, uh, wasn't it written originally like the, the characters had names, like she was the mouse and he was the wolf? Oh, shit, really? See, I'm I, not. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that this was the, the female, uh, part was called it was written for the mouse and the you know hopefully I'll, i'm right about this but and he was the wolf so there's this whole definitely like predator and prey thing going on that's nice and and i don't know if that's i mean what, do you think that they're speaking to the the assigned gender roles of the time or do you think that's like the actual character oh that's a good point i i would imagine they're just characters i don't think anyone thought about gender assignment in those days, did they? When was this? Right? Well, like, I mean, like the... women. You know, women are are more meek. Yeah. Stereotypically meek, docile. You know, it's and not even stereotypically, but you know, when you think back to the fifties of what advertising said a woman should be, right. well, then that's sort of that role, that sort of that mouse. You know, you're you're quiet. You're in the kitchen. You're doing what you're supposed to do. You're not talking back. You're not getting away from me when I want to hump your leg. <laughs> yeah. And the guy is that wolf who just wants to hump your leg. <laughs> Lobby oh, yeah. damned, it's gonna happen. I, so, I'm sure you're right. I don't know, maybe I'm just, uh, <laughs> maybe I'm lonely. I want to hump a leg, damn it. Maybe is, is Josh over there? Busy <laughs> right oh, now. I'm sorry. His leg. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, maybe finish this first. All right, let's go. <laughs> maybe it's cold I'm... outside. Simply must go. The baby, it's cold outside. The answer is no. The baby, it's cold outside. This welcome has been. How lucky that you so dropped nice in. So nice and warm. Look out the window at the storm. My sister will be suspicious. Gosh, your lips look My delicious. My brother will be there at the door. Hold He's on. on. A <laughs> yeah, yeah, your brother can stand at the fucking door, all right? We're... 
<laughs> We're My at tropical shore. looking for me. I'm I'm gone missing. <laughs> that actually, like, how long have we been here? <laughs> Have I? Why does my drink taste weird too? Like, and how old am I exactly? If my whole family <laughs> is looking out for me, am I thirteen? Is this? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Let's not. <laughs> but, 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 uh, how old am I? <laughs> of age, we'll leave it there. I still live at home, so I can't be too right, old because you haven't been married off. See, that's the. <laughs> I guess it was the custom that a woman would live at home till she got married, right? Yeah, it's funny. They send the brother out. Like, did they mention <laughs> anyone else in the family come? Like, her her maiden aunt. I know. She's what, who, what, is it, what does that even mean, my maiden aunt? Well, the I... spinster who lives at lives with them too, because she wouldn't put out. Probably. <laughs> it's, it's another cautionary tale, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's let's keep going. Don't turn out like your maiden aunt. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Waves on a tropical shore. Gosh, your lips are delicious. Never such a blizzard before. Got to get home. Baby, you'd freeze out there. Say, lend me a coat. It's up to your knees out there. You've really been great. through when you touch but my hand. don't you see? How can you do this thing to it's me? It's to be talked to. Think of my lifelong sorrow. Okay, I gotta stop here, dude. What? Listen to him, like, laying the guilt on. She's trying to pull away. So date rapey, dude. (laughs) Like, coercion? Have you ever heard coercion? Okay, but but, before that, he was was staring at her eyes, talking about tropical shores. And then he's like, oh, I want to touch your lips. And then he tastes them. He's like, they are so delicious. Oh, it's all so- coercion. Hey, look, I'm not saying. I I understand it's a game. It's a cat and mouse game. It's a wolf and mouse game, wolf if you will. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it's, that's just a little bit like, come on. Think of my lifelong like, yeah. worst. First of all, Dino, that's the worst way to try to bag a chick is by guilting her into it <laughs> okay but but he's doing it for her because the next line we didn't get to is it if you caught pneumonia and died see he's he's showing ah, genuine no. concern for her is that right is that what you did? <laughs> and, and i love i mean hopefully we're gonna um, end up closing this out because we're actually almost done but that sort of closing line he's like get over that old doubt like, <laughs> I know you didn't want to do this. I know I'm pushing you into it. It's done. <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> it's this, happening. <laughs> this Don't is you have it. to wrap your head around it. This is gonna happen. <laughs> and like couples all around the world since this has been written have been kissing and schmoozing to this song. I don't think they have any idea that this this is like hostile. He's been a prisoner. He's <laughs> being date raped. It's <laughs> They're hanging out in the mistletoe, drinking eggnog and smooching. But it's done in this nostalgic way, so everyone's okay with it. I and, love it. And the I'm fact all that, for like, I don't even think this is like supposed to be originally a holiday song, but it's turned into this sort of holiday yeah. tune. Yeah, it is. Which is kind of weird, also, because it sort of plays into that whole. Um, this is the era of sinning that, yeah. that Christmas mm-hmm. has historically been associated with. Mm-hmm. Don't I know it? <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise it. All right, well, we're almost done. Let's 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 fight through this. Right. Let's this wrap it up. Get to the climax, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> At least Dino's. She probably won't have one. Oh, of course <laughs> because not. Because the female orgasm First is First of all, <laughs> she's probably frigid. And even if she weren't frigid, he doesn't give a shit. So she's, she's too terrified. And quite frankly, he hasn't been paying attention to pushing the right buttons at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If you got pneumonia and die, really get over that old doubt. Baby, oh, but it's cold. cold. Baby, it's cold outside. I genuinely appreciate you singing that song with me. You have no idea. This is exactly what I needed. Uh, and by the way, I didn't mention this when you first called me, but I'm I'm actually actively recording the holiday you, episode of Nine Sense right now. <laughs> what? So, what are you talking you know, about? I, don't worry. It's it's oh, don't it's, it's That's completely not funny. fine. No one even listens to my show. So 
I know for a fact that thousands and thousands and thousands of people listen to the show. Um, okay. So, you know, it, it's okay. Um, you don't have a... <laughs> I hope she uh, <clears throat> forgives me <laughs> about that one. Okay, that was Erin from Down to the Crossroads segment. Every month she comes on the show and provides us with some amazing music. Definitely check out those episodes if you've missed them. It's Down to the Crossroads, and you can find her on Facebook uh, under facebook.com slash down to the crossroads as well. Let her know what an amazing job she did, and she is a good singer. I don't know what she was talking about. Better than me. All right, so uh, rest of the show, <laughs> I've still got a lot to go over, and we're almost at the hour mark. Oh, hold on. Hello. Hi there. How are you? Celeste. You know, it's it's really great to see you. I, why are you wearing a white tuxedo and a top hat and coattails? I don't... What What is that instrument you're carrying? I have a banjo lele. Banjo? That sounds fantastic. I would love the company. Uh, this time of year, it's always, you know, a little lonely. Yeah, I know. I thought I'd keep your company for a while. Maybe a little song for you. That sounds amazing. About Christmas... This is an old favorite Christmas song. It's called Last Christmas. I believe it was popularized by Wham. <laughs> okay. All right, yeah. I, I would love to hear it. Right. Here we go. And the one. And the two. And the... Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. But the very next day, you gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. Once bitten, twice shy, I keep my distance, but you still catch my eye. Tell me, baby, do you recognize me? Oh, it's been a year. Doesn't surprise me. I wrapped it up and sent it with a note saying, I love you. I meant it. Now you know what a fool I've been. But if you kiss me now, you'll fool me again. Because last Christmas, I gave you my heart. But the very next day, I gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. A crowded room. Friends with tired eyes, I'm hiding from you and your stone of eyes. My God, I thought you were someone to rely on. Me? I guess I was the shoulder to cry on. Because last Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very next day, you gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, I gave it to someone special. Face on a lover, fine is hard, a man undercover, but you tore me apart. Now I found a real love, now I've found. You'll never fool me again. Face on a lover with a fine is hard, a man undercover, but you tore him apart. Maybe next year I'll give it to someone. I'll give it to someone special. Because last Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very next day, you gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone very special. That's fantastic. Oh, very cheery. That's that's what brings me up with it. Um, wow. You know, and and sort of amplified. You also recently are going to be releasing, or or very soon, you're going to be releasing a new album, uh, Sex Yeast. And I've had yeah. the fortune of listening to this, and it is absolutely amazing. So so. <laughs> For this uh, holiday, I think everyone should be checking out Samo 3 and Cult 45, the new album, Sex Yeast, as soon as it is available. It will be available during, uh, will release it during the apocalypse. Oh, that's fantastic. As the world's ending, we can listen to some amazing music. Yes, that's, that was <laughs> Now I'm off to play for the king. <laughs> Thank you very much for stopping in, and good luck, and you look very Thanks. dapper.
Population. All right, I have gotten my hands on Sex Yeast by CMO3 and Cult45, the album um, that he was just speaking about, and it is absolutely amazing. I mean, it is ambient. There's a little hint of instrumental. You can there's callbacks to a, a little bit of uh, early Nine Inch Nails, and a, even in my opinion, a little later corn can be felt in uh, one of the tracks. If you have the opportunity to buy an album before the end of this year, I think you should definitely consider Sex Yeast by CMO3 and Cult45. It is really, really good. And it's great because you can tell the... Um, it, certainly, I'm sure you've listened to the, the last two albums by CMO3, and there is an evolution of, of sound that I believe he's going through. And um, his his first albums, I've, I've spoken to him on the show about, um, very ambient, very atmospheric, powerful music for, for the background of any party or just you sitting down reading a little bit of H.P. Lovecraft. This is a little bit more intimate. Like, this is something that I listen to by myself while I'm thinking or just want to have a moment with a drink um, and reflect. This is an absolutely enjoyable album. I really do think everyone should check it out. Sex Yeast, I really enjoyed it. Thank you. And now a note from a very special guest I've had on the show a number of times, uh, someone I consider a, a personal friend, Reverend Kevin I. Slaughter. Enjoy. Well, Merry Christmas, Happy Yule, and uh, gluttonous Saturnalia and all that jazz, Adam. I'm pleased to be on your special again, and um, I, have, uh, I have something prepared for your listeners. I think most of them know that uh, I run Underworld Amusements, and a few of those people may know that this year uh, I've been mighty productive. Uh, one of the books I released was titled Hotcha, and it's comprised of uh, three booklets published by the Johnson & Smith and & Company, and, um, and I wrote a little introduction to that. You see, after I watched Speak of the Devil... Uh, the documentary in the mid-90s, I began collecting Johnson Smith booklets. And uh, it was just this year I finally got my hands on an Echo Rado, which uh, if you've seen that documentary, you know what that is. But uh, I've successfully used it on a couple of pals and a reporter that was doing a story on me for the local weekly, uh, alternative weekly newspaper. And uh, the latter provided the most satisfaction, of course, but uh, what I have today is a selection from another booklet uh, that's titled Popular Comic Recitations, and it's subtitled 100 Popular Comic Dramatic and Dialect Recitations. Uh, the edition I have was published uh, in 1936. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, there's, there's not a whole lot of chuckles in it. Well, not in the way you'd expect, I guess. Most of the stories are, are downright miserable, uh, as a matter of fact. And uh, I want to recite one of them now. It's the first one presented in the collection, and it's titled The Tramp. And uh, it's not what you would expect when you open up a booklet titled uh, Popular Comic Recitations. But, you know, I've got a thing for hobo stories, and this is a fine one indeed. And hell, it even rhymes. Let me sit down a minute. Stone, Stone's got in my shoe. Don't you commence your cussing. I ain't done nothing to you. Well, yeah, I'm a tramp. What of it? Folks say we ain't no good. But tramps has to live, I reckon, though. Folks don't think we should. But once I was strong and handsome, had plenty of cash and clothes, huh? Yeah, that was before I tippled and... Jen got into my nose. Now down in Lehigh Valley, me and my people grew. I was a blacksmith, Captain, yes? And a good one, too. Me and my wife, Nellie. Well, Nellie was just 16. She was a... She was a beauteous creature the valley had ever seen. Bo? Oh, she had a dozen. Had them from near and far. 
but they were mostly farmers, and none of them suited her. Well, there was a city stranger, young, handsome, and tall. Damn him. I wish I had him strangled again, that wall. He was the man for Nelly, but she didn't know no ill. Mother, she tried to stop it, but you know how young gals will. Well, it's the same old story, common enough, you'll say. He was a soft-tongued devil and got her to run away. More than a month after we heard from the poor young thing, he'd gone away and left her without a wedding ring. Well, back to her home we brought her, back to her mother's side. Filled with a raging fever, she fell at my feet and died. Frantic with shame and trouble, her, her mother began to sink. Dead in less than a fortnight, and that's when I took to drink. Give me one glass, Colonel, and... Then I'll be on my way. I'll tramp till I find that scoundrel. If it takes till judgment day. Thank you very much, Kevin. I really enjoyed that reading. And for those of you out there, I hope you do have a wonderful holiday, no matter how you celebrate it. But for me here, that's going to do it for yet another show. I hope you enjoyed it, and I would love to hear from you. Visit the website 9centspodcast.com and send your correspondence to info at 9centspodcast.com. Let me know of any suggestions, critiques, corrections, or general comments you might have. And the holidays, they are here and past, but you can still help support the show. You can check out Asp Apparel. They have a lot of official Nine Cents clothing and accessories available. Go to AspApparel.com. You can check out my children's book, How Crow Got a Scareback, found at Crow. .adampcampbell.com or my new project 9 cents presents satanists on satanic cinema found at satanists on satanicinema.com we just released horror hotel with magistra peggy nadramia spread the word and help support the show you can visit the satanet facebook google plus twitter or myspace page for 9 cents and get updated on weekly topics listen to the show at radiofreesatan.com or download the show monday nights via my rss feed found at 9centspodcast.com we're also on last fm stitcher spotify and youtube so look for us there you can subscribe to 9 cents via itunes by searching 9 cents and don't forget to leave a rating or comment i appreciate all of you who have if you'd like to learn more about the Church of Satan, visit churchofsatan.com. And if you'd like to hear other fine satanic voices, music, or personalities, visit radiofreesatan.com, the source for online satanic media. I would like to thank, in order of appearance, Gyps Fulvis, whose last album was a successful Invocations, Matt Ingram from Deep Six Radio, Dave Ingram from Metal Breakfast Radio in Lambert's Basement, Aaron from Down to the Crossroads, Slesk of Ceremo 3, with their new album Sex Yeast, and Reverend Kevin I. Slaughter of Underworld Amusements. Special thanks to Josh of Lottaland, Reverend Kevin I. Slaughter, Aaron, once again, J.R. Torina of Slaughterhouse Records, and Tibby X of the X Possibles for their help with the new Down to the Crossroads segment. I don't think we're going to be adopting that format, but it was a lot of fun. And once again, thank you for joining me, and as always, I'm your host, Adam Campbell, and until next year... That's right, another year. Hail Satan. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. You're a monster, Mr. Grinch Your heart's an empty hole Your brain is full of spiders You've got garlic in your soul, Mr. Grinch I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole You're a vile one, Mr. Grinch 
You have termites in your smile. You have all the tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile, Mr. Grinch. Given the choice between the two of you, I'd take the seasick crocodile. You're a foul one, Mr. Grinch. You're a nasty, wasty skunk. Your heart is full of unwashed socks. Your soul is full of gunk, Mr. Grinch. The three words that best describe you are as follows, and I quote, Stink, stank, stunk. You're a rotter, Mr. Grinch. You're the king of sinful sots. Your heart's a dead tomato splotched with moldy purple spots, Mr. Grinch. Your soul is an appalling dump heap, overflowing with the most disgraceful assortment of deplorable rubbish imaginable, mangled up in tangled up knots. You nauseate me. Mr. Grinch, with a nauseous super nos. You're a crooked jerky jockey and you drive a crooked horse, Mr. Grinch. You're a three-decker sauerkraut and toadstool sandwich with arsenic sauce.